Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations Podcast. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to this latest episode. We really appreciate all the support that we've been getting, everyone who's listening. We thank you so much. Um, We're just, you know, doing this for the glory of Elohim, for the glory of the kingdom, to help spread his message. So we pray that you continue to listen and we pray that we continue to bring so much uh, information and light to you to help your life. Um, and to just help, you know, spread the kingdom message throughout the world uh, as it is our mandate. So once again, thank you and shalom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we appreciate you so much for joining us once again. And as always, again, I'm joined by my co-host, Derek Anderson Jr. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm great, man. Kind of tired, but I'm great. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I'm was just yawning <laughs> myself right before we uh started recording, so I, I definitely understand. But yeah, with it being the um holiday season, uh quotations, um with the job I work, I mean it's it's been hectic, so. It's, but it's finally over though, so back to the regular schedule program. Right, and um, I mean for me, like you were saying, the um, the holiday season is just it really throws off my sleeping schedule a lot sometimes. Cause um, we'll st- I'll stay up doing stuff with family. Um, and like you said before, this is just the way of the the government because the government issues like I work at a university so I get off for the holidays and if it wasn't for the government pushing things like Christmas and Thanksgiving and other holidays actually letting people off or setting aside um, time and you know business take businesses take advantage of these holidays by promoting certain things that they sell if it wasn't for any of that would people even really celebrate them you know, I think about that. Yeah. Um, right before I was leaving work yesterday, uh, a lot of people were, you know, saying Happy New Year, Happy New Year. And everyone was talking about their plans and stuff like that and what they were going to do. And it just really just makes me sit there and think that it's just like, man, you really do have to be careful what you uh, program into um, your children because, I look around at uh, the people I met at work and they're nothing but, you know, the product of what they were programmed um, to do, what they were taught to do. You know, everybody does the really the exact same thing on New Year's. Everyone was just saying how, you know, they were going to go drink and they were going to go party. They were going to go watch fireworks and stuff like that. And, you know, that's their escape for, you know, the reality that they're in that um, a lot of them are. Uh, don't really have uh, entrepreneurial mindsets or mindsets to uh, free themselves from the so-called torture or lifestyle that they're living of, you know, just five days out of the week, you work a job nine to five and then you uh, party for the two or you do whatever you want to for the two, that's your relaxation before you go back to the uh, disaster of what you call your work week. So, um, and all all that is just programming. So, I mean, I, I, I know I, on this podcast, I probably talk about children a lot, but, you know, I, I have twins, so 
<laughs> you know, they'll probably get every day. So you, you, you can't help but uh, think of them a lot and, and see things from a different perspective when you have kids, you know. Before then, it just it, you don't have that load of responsibility. But then once you have them, you know, you have to watch everything you do, pay attention to everything you do, um, analyze everything you do, because kids are really the type. They'll hear you say some stuff, but they're really watching you and they're going to mimic you. Even now, um, our daughter, she mimics so much thing, uh, so much stuff that we do, but. Um, yeah, that's why, um, I talk about it so much, but yeah, man, it's just really, it just makes you think once you get the, um, Holy Ghost in you for real, you know, you go throughout this life and you just, you can't look at it the same. You know, I was watching, um, I had never seen the matrix before ever until like, uh, two days ago. And, um, I just told my wife I wanted to watch it because I was like, you know, I hear people talk so much about the Matrix and, you know, the meaning behind it and stuff like that, you know, being red pill to blue pill. So I was like, I want to see what they're talking about. And um, I watched it and you realize, uh, you know, how much symbolism is in that movie of what uh, that probably that writer of their script thought was uh, happening in uh, humanity right now. Uh, And it's really kind of like how you see um, the world today when you're uh, born again. So I know that was a long rant, but there it is. No, it's all good. You know, um, they say the Matrix was stolen from a black woman. The idea was. Uh, <laughs> but, <Well>. yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying because it's like um, the world around us today. And, and, and I... I understand the analogy because uh, we don't see things the same way that we did before because we have different precepts. So the ideas and things that we have don't align with the world. What may seem normal to the world is not normal to us anymore because our thinking has been changed. And scripture talks about that, about having a a renewed mind, about aligning with uh, Elohim precepts. And once we do that, you know, we're not the same. Scripture talks about us having the mind of the Messiah, you know, when he when Yeshua, like he wasn't your average person. Um, when he would speak to different groups of people, uh, he would get upset about their lack of faith. They they operated totally different differently than he did because um, they didn't understand not only the scripture, but they didn't understand the kingdom and the way it functioned. Um, and they didn't trust Elohim. They uh, were so caught up in the carnal and they didn't understand the things of, uh, how to discern things of the spirit and uh, Yeshua knew all about that so no I get what you're saying and then it's the same thing in the world today it's, it's pretty difficult a lot of times to explain things to people who are not born again because they have their minds are, are totally kind of everything has to be logical everything has to make sense what is the science behind this the science behind that you can't explain that we are uh, spirit beings um possessing a soul and living in a body you can't explain it to people who aren't born again because they won't understand so no i get it completely you're right that um there's so many different people out here and a lot of different um religions that are popping up now under the soul focused on um just exactly what the scripture states just just you know content 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 it literally it said this this is what the scripture said the scripture said this 
period. So don't do that. And it's like, you really don't even focus on the context of it. And that can get a lot of people confused of why that was said. What were they talking about? What were they, you know, relating this to? And uh, the scripture says, how can, I, you might have said this scripture, but uh, how can man know the mind of uh, Elohim and stuff through the spirit? You know, how can you know things of the spirit except by the spirit? And um, those uh deep things those hidden things those things that are like that to really get to know his ideology his 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 precepts and his concepts and things like that you really have to have the spirit because our uh our pastor tells us all the time that the teacher the scriptures teach more than they say so a lot of times when you when you're reading things you might be reading uh one thing in particular but the the countless lessons and things you can learn from just reading that comes from the spirit, you know. So you could be reading a story of a person is relating this way to one person that just having this conversation, or Yeshua might be having a conversation with someone and he's telling them one thing, but if you let the spirit work, you can get so many different kingdom concepts uh from excuse me, you can get so many different uh kingdom concepts uh that would take you uh such a long way in many different um scenarios in life so you know just you know it's kind of like we we discussed uh last week about the uh the different the diet that's what it is i can't get the word out of my mouth um about the diet that elohim gave uh the israelites when they came out of uh bondage and, you know, people really try to hold on to that because it's like the scriptures said this, you know, so we, we, we shouldn't be doing this. It shouldn't be doing that. But if you were really allowing the spirit to work on you, you know, and stuff like that, you would realize so much more about why he did that. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree. Yes, sir. And it's um, so much that has been left out of what we know today as a Christian doctrine uh, when you get back to the original. And that's what many people don't understand, that we have the original because so much has been tainted uh, in the Bible. Um, and then you see people who will throw out the whole Bible once they find this out. They'll say there is no truth, there's no this, there's no that. And that's not true because... The Bible does have some truth in it, and that's why we go back to the original language. We study the Hebrew so that we can get the original understanding of what the Holy Spirit was really saying. And we know that the Bible means book of books, and there were some books that were left out uh, that the Catholic Church left out. And, um, you know, that they call them lost books, but they were just books that were not uh, kept in uh, the Bible because it did not fit their narrative at the time, I believe. But it's not to throw out the entire thing because Elohim is real, you know, and you have so many people, I get uh, that they say they don't know what to believe because, like you said, there are so many religions out there. Um, well, and what I tell a lot of people is just try, you know, the kingdom, just try Yeshua. I tell them about uh, my life. And, and that's one thing that we are to do as ambassadors is to show them our lives. And, you know, once they see our lives, they'll be like, you know what, that's it. That's uh, that's what I want. And they'll receive the same revelations, you, you know, that we had, that we have. Um, and I'm not trying to get off topic. I don't even know how I got here. But um, 
just recently someone was telling my my wife that she saw um us that the lady saw us and was like you know you all have everything you all um you all are doing fine and she even talked about how we faithfully uh returned our tithes and first fruit and she was like you all have you know no trouble and she said i want that and i was like man like you know it wasn't really shocking because i know there are people out there who, who may be thinking the same thing but n- not too many people verbally say it because one thing about living a kingdom lifestyle is number one is full of discipline <laughs> second of all i mean we have rights we have you know no uh rights and then i know octavian talks a lot about uh management and, and that's one thing that we're taught and that's one thing that the christian religion really doesn't teach it is is management it's almost like they everybody just trying to shout down and get a blessing but we understand as kingdom citizens according to scripture that even scripture speaks about management. you know how can elohim give you um more when you can't even handle the little i believe it's in luke uh that i'm referring to i can't particularly quote it but i can paraphrase how can you handle um uh much when you can't handle the little that he's given you so and then you know even though the parable or the key parables we know are keys that uh yeshua talked about in the man that was given uh was it 10 coins you had one that was given five and another one that was given one or two but the one who was given the most he was able to manage it and double it and the guy that was given the least you know he buried it and uh kept it for himself so and he got rebuked for that and we understand that it, that was basically his mismanagement so it is really as kingdom says i'm saying all this to say is that um, not only do people see you, but just being a kingdom citizen and an ambassador of, um, you know, the uh, kingdom and, and a follower of the Messiah, we really are held to a certain standard. And people not only see us, but there's a lot that goes with it, much more than the Christian religion teaches. So, yeah, like I said, I don't know how I got there. What's um, amazing about that um, parable um, is that when the person was rebuked for not bringing, uh, for not doing anything with his money except, you know, hiding it, and uh, the king even told him, it's like, you could at least put it in the bank to gain some type of interest. Uh, what he had was taken from him and it was given to the person who uh, was given the most in the beginning. And um, our assistant pastor she talked about that and she said you know it's a reason why his his was taken and given to the person who was given the most and not to the person who was five because you know somebody would think like well why don't you give it to the person who uh you know had five because you know it seemed like he could use a little more and it was because the person who uh did the most proved that he could handle the most so it was uh safer that his uh a safer guarantee or i should say just a guarantee that the person that he gave it to was gonna efficiently manage manage it because he proved that he could and um there's a teaching i was watching that showed um you know in the in bear genesis the scripture that says there were 
uh, Elohim sent no rain to till the ground because there was not uh, no rain uh, on the earth because there was not uh, someone to uh, till the ground and manage the ground. And that scripture um, shows uh, a precept right there. This is a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier. If you, was, you know, if you have the spirit, how uh, it can reveal so much more. You know, so many times I ran over this scripture and uh, you know, you just read it for what it was. Like, okay, he just didn't put no rain on the earth because nobody was there to, you know, watch the plants and, you know, other things like that. Cool, it makes sense. But when you, you know, sit and meditate on it, that's another principle of management that, you know, Elohim didn't allow anything to grow because there wouldn't be a person to uh, manage that. So that, that shows you there that uh, Elohim will allow no growth in a place where there is mismanagement. So um, that basically shows you the, how important management is um, because we're, uh, what's the word? Um, it's not, we're, what's the word, um, DJ? Stewards, that's what it is. We're stewards yes. over um, the things that uh, Elohim gives us. And, you know, he, he we like to make, take Elohim, you know, as, as some type of chump or something, you know. I know people, you know, I ain't gonna call them names, but I know people who, you know, will talk about, like, I need a new car, and I need this, and I need that. But, you know, you talk to them, and they'll be like, oh, man, you know, I, I miss my oil change by, like, 200 miles. And it's like, you know, if I was a person handing out cars, I think you'd be the last person I thought about. <laughs> You know, if you just something as simple as an oil change, you know. So, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, even myself, I don't want to sit here and talk like I'm just, you know, so high mighty and I got it all together. You know, even myself, there's so many things and so much stuff that I'm learning um, about management and stuff like that. And it really is a transition because you, you know, you're so used to whatever type of lifestyle you were used to before. Um, you gain this uh, light, but you know the scripture tells us be um, do not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when that that knowledge comes and that understanding comes, you know we have to make that transition because when you start resisting transition, you know change is going to change, and change is not going to change back once it went forward. You know, so if you're resisting change, you're going to cause all types of conflict you know, um, for yourself and uh, for people around you if this change has anything to do with people um, that you're dealing with. So uh, we have to make sure that we're open to the things that Elohim has for us. And, you know, many things are more uh, difficult than others. You know, other people have things that they struggle with that's uh, difficult than others. But, you know, that's where we just, you know, a lot of hope, uh, we Pray to the Father, allow the Holy Spirit to come in and, you know, uh, change us and <clears throat> truly transform us. Just going and saying, like, Lord, you know, I, I know I'm this way, but I understand that I've understood your precepts is my will over yours. Uh, I mean, it's your will over mine, excuse me. And um, I want to make this change and I want to, you know, uh, become a better steward. I want to be a better kingdom citizen. I want to be a better son. I want to be a better ambassador, you know, and when we get ourselves in that position where we 
submit our will for his will, that's when he could come in and make that change on the inside of us. So, um, yeah. So, to heal him, for Psalms 86 and 11 reads, New Living Translation, Teach me your ways, O Yahweh, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. We know that David was a man after Elohim's heart. He was someone who wanted to, to know who Elohim really was. And we know that to truly uh, see who Elohim is, we recognize that he is love. And it's so hard uh, for people to understand that he is love. Because, you know, the question is not, does he love us? The question is if we love him, because if we love him, we'll obey him. And we know that there is no obedience without willingness. You know, we are to be willing and obedient. But back to the point, we David was someone who wanted to conform to Elohim's ways. He wanted a change of heart, even though he messed up plenty of times. He wanted what Elohim had for him. He wanted to change and conform to who our creator purpose for us in the earth to be. And that was one reason why Elohim chose him, because he knew uh, David's heart. David was anointed to be king. Um, and just like us today, like we all have a purpose. We all uh, can walk in our anointing. But it takes humility. It takes submission. And so many times today, there are so many people who, uh, Dr. Larry said it recently, they'll get born again and just be ignorant. Get born again and never change. And that's what is happening a lot today because there's the kingdom message not being taught. So many people are grasping, um, you know, on the Christianity and there's no teaching. Like I remember getting born again and just I was praying for a job. I was um, hoping for a home because I thought, you know, uh, having a home, a good job was a form of success that you know, Elohim wanted me to have, but I didn't understand at the time that was just the American dream. I didn't understand at the time that that was, you know, Christianity and the, um, I guess you would say the standards that were set for a society in America. Oh, uh, but once I started reading the word and then the Holy Spirit started speaking to me and then I, I was hearing, you know, start a business, be entrepreneur. And I'm just like, you know, I know nothing about entrepreneurship i know nothing about like certain things that the holy spirit was telling me but then i got connected to a shepherd who was um that's exactly what he did i mean he was an entrepreneur he was a pastor he taught me about the kings and priests anointing uh you know not to mix business and ministry and it was like everything started to make more sense and i started to get a clear picture of what i needed to do and that's what, you know, teachers, mentors, that's what they're out there to do. They're really out there to help us, equip us, you know, is, is the, um, it talks about in scripture about the, um, many say the, the fivefold ministry. Um, but, the, and that's what it takes because there are so many people out there who are, again, born again and ignorant like I was. So that's another reason we do this podcast and. Um, as Octavian was saying, the Holy Spirit, he's he's our governor. He's there to lead us and teach us and guide us to all truth. And one thing about being a born again believer, that there are things that you can accept. Like many a time, 
times we talked about um, the, you know, the religion today, but it's because people are so trapped in tradition that they cannot hear from the Holy Spirit. Like you accept man's way so much that you don't break away from your tradition. You don't break away from what the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not someone who is going to force himself on you to make you hear, listen, sit down, receive. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit will give you what you need as much as you will allow him to give you. So if you're setting aside time, studying, reading, you know, you're going into consecration. If you don't want all of this, then you'll be able to hear more. You'll be more susceptible to the spirit and you'll be able to live out, you know, your purpose in the earth according to your obedience. So what it takes a lot today is is really um well I said it takes a lot of consecration because it's so much of the media being pushed and forced on us. And it's a lot more I can get into and trust goes into that. And it's a whole lot more I get into, but I give our team a chance to speak. Um, you're definitely right, man. When you said, um, you know, it's about acknowledging Elohim in the ways that he wants. And, you know, a lot of times we just have to realize that he, you said also about love. You know, this goes into one of my um, topics. I guess I can go ahead and get into that. But um, we have to understand that if he's a, a father who truly wants the best for us, you know, a lot of times we like to sit here and think that stuff that we used to have and that we used to do, you know, back in the day where we could go and, you know, no accountability, we do this and we do that, whatever it is that you used to do in the past, a lot of times the enemy would like to make you think that, you know, that's really when you was having fun and, you know, what, the, what they're saying, now living your best life. But we have to understand that, you know, the enemy uh, does not want your uh, goodwill in no way, shape, or form. He's really here to destroy you. And, you know, he's a, he's the type of person who will sell you a, sell you a dream. And, and in the end, it turned out to be a harsh reality. You know, the same thing with Eve telling her that, you know, if, if you uh, listen to me, then if you eat of, uh, eat of my fruit, then, you know, you will be just like him and you'll know, you know, good and evil. So, you know, he pumped her head up, making her think that she would be greater than what she was, you know, being just like Elohim, you know, power, giving her power and stuff like that. But, he, you know, he sold her a dream and, you know, look, it, that's where we are today. But um, going into one of my topics, you know, it, it's, it's a conversation about love you know a lot of people like to have their own definition of love and really if you you know ask somebody the difference like you know hey you, you told me you love me but you love pizza what's the difference you know they really wouldn't even be able to describe it all of it really at the end of the day is them just basically saying that they have uh some type of strong emotional connection with you but really um that's not truly what love is. And we know what love is. It's revealing Elohim because he is love. So in every situation, in every circumstance that you're in, if you're doing or behaving in the way that Elohim uh, would act in that situation, that's what love is. Um, I was on um, YouTube the other day and a guy was talking to uh, his stream is his chat room. He'd have people call in and stuff like that. He would talk about uh, the scriptures. And one of the guys called in and he was talking about, you know, I really don't, uh, I might not agree with other people's religions, but I don't uh, diss their religions because what's right for them 
is right uh it's right for them i can't tell anybody what's good for them um and stuff like that so you know and i I really don't like saying that people are going to heaven or hell because you know there's some good people that i know you know there's some really good people and um the first thing that came to my mind when he said that was just how can you say uh what good is you know um you know, humans, we like to think that, um, well, I ain't gonna put us in that category, anybody born again with, you know, uh, the right knowledge. But a lot of people like to think good is, you know, giving money to the poor, um, you know, doing, you know, what they call great deeds. You, Everybody can guess the type of things that they say it is. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, uh, the scripture lets us know that only Elohim is good. You know, um, a man ran up to Yeshua and he told him like, oh, uh, good teacher. And, and Yeshua, you know, cut him off <laughs> immediately. It was like, how, how can you call me good? No one's good but the father. Basically telling him like, how do you know? You don't even know what good is to be sitting here saying that, you know, um, I'm good. And that's true. You know, we, we really have to go. There are things that Elohim does that people don't understand. You know, people nowadays don't even understand why, you know, uh, if there's so much bad in the world, why Elohim won't come down and just, you know, save everybody when really it's for your benefit that he doesn't come and, and do it right now because you wouldn't be going where he was going. But see, with people's lack of knowledge and understanding, they, you know, don't know what good is, you know, so we really can't lean on our own understanding. Um a lot of people like a lot of, you know, emotion funneling and stuff like that, stuff that just seems nice and seems what they call good. But, you know, once you really get into these precepts and these concepts and a lot of stuff uh, might seem harsh at first, you know, we speak and we talk to a lot of people. I know uh, plenty of people have seen uh, our pastor's teachings and say, you know, he's a harsh person. He's this and he's that. But, you know, really what he's doing is he's trying to, you know, feed the flock and better the people. Um, and the work that he's doing, the father uh, sent him to do it. And he sees it's good to teach the kingdom message. But a lot of people see that as harsh. See, there's a lot of conflict in what men believe because everybody likes to put their own personal desires in it. You know, when when you start talking to people and they're telling you what well, I think, well, I think, well, I think, don't don't go off that because everybody thinks a lot of things. You know, we're, we're all humans in this world. Dis, um, when we come into this world, we're disconnected from our source. You know, a lot of people are going around wondering uh, what their purpose is, what are they supposed to be doing, why are they here on the planet? And with questions like that along the way, you can't help but make up things that you feel like is what you're supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to be going based off your own personal self-interest. And that does not necessarily mean, it doesn't mean at all that that's the truth. And that's what you're supposed to be doing, which can make a lot of people very, very hesitant and uh, get offended at things when they finally come into the truth because the truth doesn't line up with what they personally feel. So that's just one of my um, topics I wanted to get into. Basically, just, you know, we anybody listening to this, you know, don't just, you can't base good off what you think good is. It has to come from the person who is good, who started all of this and who had a plan and design for humankind. Um, so, yeah. You are correct, because Satan, the old serpent, only wants... Because, okay, I'll say this. 
um, my mom used to teach me that whenever I see, because you know some people can see demons or whatever, and she used to teach me if I ever saw one, just say, "In the name of Jesus, what do you want?" <clears throat> and I found out that earlier that's almost a rhetorical question because scripture says he only wants three things to kill steal and destroy so (laughs) (laughs) so in saying that we know what the old serpent wants to do in our life we know what his agenda is and he will try to misconstrue uh what good is and we know that evil um Good and evil came from the same being. It came from him, and he he tries to mix it. He tries to mix good with with bad. And one thing that I really see, and Octavian mentioned, and this is actually going to one of my topics, is um you know the these charities, these you know around the holidays, everybody's a lot much happier and nicer. You know, people getting the I, I talked about it earlier, getting time off from work. You know, they stress free now which is really how we're supposed to always operate as believers, but we allow things from the outside to stimulate, um, you know, to be a stimulant and affect us how, you know, on the inside, basically how we feel and treat people. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, they'll hand out turkeys to the low-income areas during um, Thanksgiving, and you see a lot of rappers doing it, and they get a lot of praise for it or uh, a lot of media coverage for it as well. But, that is not the kingdom way. And we all know that most of the low income areas in the United States are compromised of um, black Americans. And we see a lot of times that um, when we see somebody giving food or gifts, you know, during Christmas time to someone less fortunate, you know, that's, you know, people say that's the way Christ would do it and different things like that. Like that ain't, that, that that's not the Yeshua I'm reading about in scripture. Like Octavian said, you know, when people hear our pastor talk about he's harsh, Yeshua was harsh. If you listen to him, like he was, I mean, he talked about love and different things and he did protect the woman when she was about to get stoned, but he also told her, go and sin no more. Like he gave instruction, he gave commands. He explained things. He was a teacher and he got angry at people. There, there are many times that, you, you know, um, Yeshua, it's Yeshua even asked the question, um, how much longer must I be with, with you uh, faithless people? Like he, he was getting fed up with, um, the you know, the people's unbelief. So well, we just have to really see scripture for, from a kingdom perspective rather than. Uh, looking at it from a Christian religion's perspective. And one thing that scripture teaches um, is uh, one is kingdom commonwealth. Another one, Octavian talked about it, was it's not for us to be, uh, we're looking to be business owners, but we really don't own the business. We're actually stewards over the business that um, Elohim has given us. We should all strive to be entrepreneurs because if we look in the, the, um, Torah, Tanakh, wouldn't the Old Testament, as many call it today, we'll see that many of them were business owners. And <clears throat> one thing that Elohim did, because we know that money or wealth is a tool, is used to get things done in the earth, you know, support ministries. Um, you could also use money to help uh, people get out of poverty. 
because we know poverty is, and I know Octavian talks about it a lot, it, it is one thing that really, um, it, it's, it's really, let me say it this way, it's really what poverty produces. And we know that poverty is not, you know, the amount of money you make. Poverty is a mindset. So it's really the poverty mindset that a lot of people have, and it's really what it produces that we really can help people get out of, not just by giving them wealth, but also teaching them how to obtain wealth for themselves. Let me say that. That's a better way to put it. Um, <clears throat> but I said all that to say that we really have a problem in America. And I know Octavian and I talked about this. I don't know if it was earlier today or yesterday. But, um, you know, as black Americans, you know, coming out of slavery, and I'm addressing issues in this country right now, coming uh, out of slavery going into what was right after slavery you know they some of them became sharecroppers some of them went into um prisons there were children black children that were in prisons for nothing at all just so they could be used for free labor um but it trickles down to today and so many people think that this stuff was years and years ago i think um my wife and i recently went to the civil rights museum here in memphis and what did we see? We saw that the last, I can't remember, I believe it was in 1960 or 70, the last schools were integrated. And, <clears throat> well, and so people think that, you know, this stuff happened such long, so long ago. I'm like, no, like my grandfather was a sharecropper. And I'm saying all this to say, get to my point, is that. Black Americans in this country are not not only seen as equal, but we were not inherited the same amount of wealth as those who had inherited wealth from the labor of black ancestors. I'll say that. And some will say, well, what's the issue with that? What they have to do with scripture? Well, scripture talks about kingdom common wealth. It talks about those who had land and and um money and access to money that they would sell their land to get money to give it to those who needed it and uh it was about everybody having equal access to wealth and today we are born again you know you have born again believers or some consider themselves christians who have wealth but they still don't see another race as equal to them you know um and the issue with that is that's a mindset, you know, the book of Jacob or James, it talks about not treating somebody better than another because they are because they have more money. And that that's strictly against scripture. And that's one thing that is not addressed in this nation because we live in a capitalist nation. And one thing that must change, and I'm not asking that everybody who's white and wealthy to give their their money to poor black people, that's not what I'm saying. Why don't they have the same – why don't black Americans have the same resources? Why don't, um, you know, black Americans have um, – uh, what should I say? Like the same teachings um, when it comes to how to obtain was Like I knew nothing about taxes growing up. I knew nothing about starting a business. I knew nothing about so much. Like I felt like, you know, being a husband – now being a father that I just really wasn't prepared. Like nobody was around to teach me. It's like the only thing my father ever taught me was to get good grades and go to school. Um, 
you know, we talk about like black kids or black men, I should say that growing up, like some of them never even had a father to begin with. So it's a real issue in America when it comes to the black wealth because it produces a poverty mindset. And we know one thing about that is that that's one thing that scripture speaks against because, you know, Yeshua said there's nothing impossible to him who believes. And, you know, one thing that the Holy Spirit gave to me was to go out and help those who basically have a poverty mindset, teach them how to gain wealth as well. That's one reason I have a business is because I'm going to learn how to make wealth myself apart from the system that we have here in America so that I can teach others to do the same. It's not so I can keep wealth for myself because that's not even the purpose of life. But we know that we need money in order i wouldn't say to survive but we need because scripture talks about that we're not here to to worry about what we're going to eat drink what we're going to wear uh because that'll be provided for us because the father loves us but one thing is that we'll use money to get things done so yeah and i'm sure Octavian will clear a lot of that up when you look at people uh, companies, brands, you look at people like the J.C. Morgans and where that started off from, the type of enormous wealth uh, people like him and John D. Rockefeller and all these different people made multi-billion dollar industries and things like that. That money that they had continued on from generations to generations and their family that's locked airtight uh, the wealth that they have in their family and their generations and things like that. When you talk about a nation, a nation is built up of many, many different communities of people, uh, many, many different uh, people goes all the way down to the families and stuff like that. Um, America was a nation that was built on the backs of African uh, African descendants of slaves. Uh, what capitalism is, is basically just taking, you own everything. You, if, if we're going to go outside and we're going to build a house, you know, you own the land to build the house on, you own the lumber that you're going to use to build the house, you own the machines that are going to be used to build the house, you own everything that it basically takes to build that house, except the only thing that you uh, can't own is the labor that is going to take to build the house. You need people to build that house. But the thing that they did with slavery, it was basically they owned the people too, kept them as slaves and said, hey, we're not going to pay you. There is no wealth without labor. Um, and even scripture uh, teaches us that, you know, you want some, you have to go out and work for it. Um, so all this wealth that was built in the mass from the backs of African-Americans, when it got to a certain uh, point, uh, the amount of wealth that they had created uh, in that country that finally got established, got how they wanted to and everything. Uh, over like, what is it, 98, 99, high 90s percent of the wealth in the country belonged to whites. So when we finally got freed, uh, slaves got freed, well, they didn't own anything. They were basically released with nothing. And you look at it still today, you look at the statistics of how much of the wealth in America does African-Americans own, and it's still less than 0%. Why is that? Why is it that the same way it was when we were in slavery is the same way it is now when it comes to how much wealth that we own in the country? People like to sit here, when you ask questions like that, they immediately like to sit here and just start, you know, oh, I don't want to hear that. You talking about old stuff. Well, the, the, the fact I just gave you, I just said today, <laughs> you know, this, this is the old stuff. I literally just said today. 
And it's because when you have uh, a nation or a community, um, the foundations of community, and I've learned this, is um, an, uh, an economy. Then you have your laws, regulations, your guidelines of how you're going to run your uh, community, how you're going to interact with each other, and how you're going to handle things. And then you have um, people who are going to represent you and things like that. So when you have a nation, when you think of it on a large nation scale, you have people who are put in place who are going to run that nation, and what they're going to do is they're going to have the they're going to have the interests of the people who they are representing um, forefront in their mind. And when you think of all that wealth that they, uh, that America has amassed, when you think of all the wealth that they gained off the backs of um, African descendants of slaves. For them to basically come and make uh, everything uh, equal, that's why this talk of reparations is happening now. They owe us. They owe uh, African descendants of slaves um, a large majority of the wealth that they have because black people made that wealth happen for them. They didn't work for it. African descendants of slaves worked for it. But the problem is, is they're looking out for their own self-interest. The people who own this do you think that they're really going to sit here and be like, okay, you know, all the wealth that America has, we own at least, I mean, if you want to lowball it half, you know, <laughs> you know, we have to give them half of everything that this country has to them. You really think they're going to do it? They're not going to do it. You know, I mean, my goodness, go look at the average person. You can't get a per you can't give a random person for to give you $20 if you need it. You know, people are that type of stingy. So you think the people who actually run America, one of the most greediest countries in the world, is going to give you half of the wealth of this country? It's not going to happen. So that's how it is, and that's where it is now. And, and you know, it's an issue. We can't sit here and sweep it under the rug and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I really don't like, you know, People like to say, oh, you sound political or you're, you're, you're stirring up controversies. Like, no, what you're doing is you're constantly sweeping dirt up under the rug. And we see that your rug is about 10 feet high off the ground right now from the dirt that you're trying to sweep up under. You know, it's, it's just the truth. You know, it's the truth. People are so afraid of the truth because it's a hard pill to swallow. And that's just all that it is, you know, and if, if, like we said before, you know, if, if it's hard for you to hear this type of stuff, I mean, so be it. It's the truth. You have to understand that the truth is there. Now, you can go with the lie if you wanted to. The scripture says a man wants to be ignorant, let him be ignorant still. But uh, at the end of the day, we have to go out here and declare uh, this truth. And every black person, you need to know this information. You need to know your history or you're doomed to repeat it. So that's what I have to say on that. And if we look at Israel, Octavian talked about a nation. If we looked at Israel, I think, I believe it was in the beginning of Exodus. Uh, it talks about how they grew and how large they were in number and they just kept growing. And then it talks about a pharaoh that rose up that didn't know about Elohim. Um, and he saw them and saw how big they were getting. He thought, like, oh, my goodness, like these people are going to overthrow Egypt. If they keep growing like this and, you know, he put them into bondage. So uh, one thing that I want to look at, because that's what Elohim wanted hit when Elohim talks about his people in the uh, Torah of Tanakh, he was referring to the Israelites. 
and those, I mean, there were there were other um, nations that came into Israel and they conformed to Israel's ways. That was an that was an example of the kingdom government being spread or being taught, and, and they were grafted into you know Elohim's ways, um, or I should say, his kingdom. And we look at today. In order for that to happen today, it's not just based off of you know a descendant of you know Israelites, um, but today it's about being born again. And that's what brings us into the family. So my question is, if you have somebody that is um, white that's born again, someone's black born again, Asian, Hispanic, we're all now family. You're now, we're all brothers and sisters in the kingdom. So why is it now that I'm still looked at as inferior if I'm black, even though we're a part of the same nation? That's my question, because it, it still happens because there is so much program that, that occurs in the culture. And the way that this really has to be changed is by our mindset. Like I'll take and say, like we're telling the truth, because in order for, you know, the word talks about, um, it, you know, we know that the word is powerful than uh, any two edged any two edged sword. That it'll cut between soul and spirit. The, the thing about the word is the word is the truth. That's what the word is light. And when you bring light to a situation, when you bring out truth, it hurts because you, what you're cutting is you're cutting a belief system that you have set up in place in your mind that we are now attacking with truth. <laughs> so it takes hearing things like this in order to change. And I know some some people, we you know, will hear it and get offended and try to say, well, that's not true. Leave that in the past certain things like that. Well, I mean, the whole purpose, I'll tell you. One of my my main purpose of me being born on this earth was to bring change. And so that's why I'm here to on this podcast. This is why we're bringing up this topic, because change needs to take place. If, if what, why would I or anybody else here be brought into this earth to to leave things the way they are? Because we know that the world is corrupt and it's in chaos and we're not here to save the world, but we're here to live out a purpose that Elohim has given us. So. That's just um, the thing we, we, we just have to really look at and consider. I had something else I wanted to bring up, but I totally forgot. Um, Octavian, did you have anything? Um, you know, there's a scripture. Uh, you brought up Israel. That's a scripture in Revelations. Our pastor says it all the time. That there's people uh, who says they're Jews, but they're not Jews. Um, and... I heard the statistic, and it amazed me when I uh, when I actually heard it. But I actually looked it up, and it says Israel they have uh, now they have the second highest rate of skin cancer um, in the world. Uh, they're only right behind Australia. And when you uh, look at the reason why they say that it is like that, uh, they say it's because there's a large number of fair-skinned people who are there who can't deal with the harsh uh, climate the desert type conditions and things like that. And, you know, with this new, uh, they have um, certain fashions and stuff down there that some people, you know, they wear, uh, you know, clothing that has them, you know, exposed a lot to the sunlight and all that other stuff. Um, and it just makes you think like, man, you know, if, if Elohim sent these people there and said, this is where you're supposed to be. This is your promised land. You're going to live. You're going to flourish. Milk and honey and all this other stuff. And But you're there. And you guys are just dying from all this different type of disease. Because of the climate that I have you in. I mean, you know, it, it's not hard to put two and two together in this situation. But uh, 
that's what it came to me like that that article that i read when you was talking about israel but you're definitely right um about everything that you said about a nation and all that i know we're um we're probably low on time with over an hour now but yeah uh, i definitely agree with everything you said man uh i had one other thing but um I don't think we have time to get it off. So, but I'm uh, I'm good. Okay. Well, I believe that was all that I had. Um, one thing I just um want to say before we get off is just to you know, as believers, we're here to trust in Elohim, trust in His ways. And one thing this is just me sharing a personal experience. One thing for me, uh, and I share it so that others won't go through the same thing. Um is to continue to trust Elohim. And I know I talked about maybe two or three podcasts ago about, you know, spending time in the presence. Well, you know, it's one thing to spend time in the presence and learn and be able to discern what Elohim wants you to do. It's another to be obedient. But it's also one thing to trust him because if you trust him, then you're protected. A lot, it takes away a lot of worrying, stress, all of that. Because like we talked about a business, if we trusted, you know, he gave you the idea, he gave you, the structure of what he wanted, then you trust him and you be a good steward over what he's giving you. And I promise you with trust comes a whole, what should I say? Um, life is a whole lot easier. I'll say that. Definitely true, man. Trust having confidence in him. Um, just definitely true. Um, when you finally put all your trust in him, you know, a lot of the doubts and things goes out of the window that allow you to start living by faith and, you know, taking every word that he said and living by it. Um, so you're definitely right, man. But uh, that's all we have for this episode. We thank you once again for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Hope something was said to stimulate thought, uh, to share light into your life. Um we appreciate you and hope to see you again next time. Shalom. Shalom.